0: Man, well, let everybody make their way back to their seats, and I'll just remind you, uh, as Christina already shared, that today we are celebrating All Saints Day. All Saints Day is a, a holiday in the Christian calendar. It's been celebrated for hundreds of years, and it actually happens on November 1st every year, but since November 1st is not on a Sunday, some folks celebrate the Sunday right before, some the Sunday right after, and so there'll be many other churches across The world celebrating All Saints Day um, right here on this very day. And so this day uh, is a day when we remember and we give honor to the saints who have come before us. And when we say saints, that's kind of a word we don't necessarily use a whole lot, um, particularly in Protestant churches. We're not talking about perfect people. We're not talking about people who have achieved some status of saintliness. But we're really talking about everyday people who loved God. Everyday people who were faithful and honest and loving. Those people who have pointed us to Jesus and played a role in who we are today. And I think we all have folks like that in our lives that, that have, have come before us, some who have passed on and some who are still with us now. You now, I'll tell you that today is a day to look back. And I, just to be honest, have never really been a person who looks back a whole lot. Um, I actually don't look forward all that much either. I'm kind of just right here in the present. <laughs> and, and that's okay sometimes. But um, I've learned that I really do need to look back. I think growing up when I was in school, I never really liked history very much. I know that's probably offensive to Julie Duff. Um, but I never, I never really liked history all that much. And, and I find that's true, actually, a lot of students today, at Common Good, I, I, I get to hang with the students there quite often. And and many of them have shared they don't like history all that much. And I hate that because I've actually grown to love history as an adult. And the reason I've grown to love history is because I've been able to see how history influences our present. That that the past actually plays a really important role in in where we are now. And if we're going to understand where we are now, we have to look back and understand where we've come from. And so I actually did have a couple of history teachers growing up that really helped me see those connections and see that there is a line running from our past to our present that will also run into the future. And so when I could see those connections, it became a lot more interesting to me. Over the past few years, um, I've, I've been in therapy off and on over the last few years. And one thing, and anybody who's been in therapy knows this, but one thing that has become abundantly clear to me is that my past, my upbringing, my family, my childhood, my experiences, my friendships, all of it has played a role in making me who I am today, for the better or for the worse, right? If I want to change, if I want to mature, if I want to grow, if I want to go beyond these unhealthy habits that I have in my life, then I must deal with the past. I am not a self-made man. Nobody is. That is a lie. (laughs) I like to think I'm highly dependent and I need nobody. I've always been that way, but that is not true. I am connected to a long line of people who have come before me that have helped shape me into who I am today. You know, we talk a lot at our church and in life about moving forward, that we need to move forward. We need to keep going and continue to press on in our journey with Jesus. We talk about not giving up. We talk about persevering. We talk about pressing forward into the future. And All Saints Day has reminded me, and this really was a journey really that, that really dug in during the pandemic and, and even just last year, but All Saints Day has really taught me that, that we can move forward, but if we want to move forward, we must look back. We cannot move forward if we don't look back. The past few years, I, I, I don't think this will be a um, controversial statement, but they've been crazy hard, right? The past few years have been really hard. We have struggled to hold on. We've struggled to stay committed. We've struggled to persevere, and we've failed over and over and over again as people. I felt, just to be honest, kind of stuck and stagnant and apathetic for much of the last few years. Has anybody else felt like that? <laughs> a few honest people raised their hand. Um, Something that has helped me actually to move forward is is actually to look back, to go back to the past and find examples of real life people who faced really incredible hardship, even things harder than what we face today, yet they didn't give up and they kept going forward. People who came before me, who held on, who stayed committed, who stayed faithful. And these people inspire me, they give me hope, and I... I think in some strange, mystical way, they're giving me energy and vitality and courage as I try to continue on my journey that Jesus has called me to walk. You know, last year we we did a series through the book of Hebrews. And it was really a formative experience to go through this book. Hebrews is a book I always avoided because I didn't fully understand it. It it was really wordy and complicated, and I still kind of feel that way, but that's okay. Uh, But I really grew to love it last year. And the book of Hebrews really essentially is all about staying the course. It's about not giving up. It's about perseverance. It's about endurance. It's not giving up. And one, one way the author of Hebrews tries to help his people move forward is by encouraging them to look back. And so in chapter 11 of Hebrews, he gives 18 different examples of people from the past. And these were inspiring people from the book we call the Old Testament, who remain faithful through hardship and uncertainty and rejection and all sorts of stuff. So he gives this big list of all these people, 18 different folks, and essentially he's saying to them, listen, I know you're struggling, I know you're having a hard time, I know the division and the loneliness is hard, I know you're facing many challenges, many people before you have faced many challenges that are similar, and they remain faithful, they persevered. you're not alone. You can do it too. And then right after, in Hebrews 12, so he gives this whole list of all these people who have come before. Here's what he says. Therefore, when there's a therefore, ask why is it therefore? It's kind of corny, but always do that. What comes before? Why is he saying therefore? Because he just gave this big list of all these people. Therefore, since we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, and that's all those folks he's mentioning and more, and lose heart. So consider the great cloud of witnesses and also consider Jesus so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The image he uses here in this verse and and other verses as well in the book is is the image of running a race. And some of y'all I know have run races before. It's a lot of fun to run a race. Um, It's really hard to run a race. And what we're meant to imagine here and envision is a marathon being run in the ancient Olympic Games. Now, the race would begin somewhere way outside the city, probably in a remote kind of rural location. There'd probably be a few fans out there at the beginning. But as the race progressed, the runners would make their way closer and closer to the city. And as they would get closer to the city, the crowds would increase and grow because there's more people there waiting for them to get close to the end. And as the crowds would grow, the runners' exhaustion is getting bigger and bigger because they've been running for a long time. They would eventually arrive to the Colosseum. And in the Colosseum, it's at the end. Their minds and their bodies and everything is pushed to the absolute limit. In the Colosseums, they would make their final push to the end of the race, to the finish line. And what they would do is come in and run one complete lap in the Colosseum, and there would be the full stadium of cheering spectators. You can imagine in the Colosseum the roar of the crowd. And this cheer all these cheering fans, they would energize the runners. And they would give them the extra energy and perseverance to finish the race strong. Now the writer of Hebrews wants his people to imagine themselves surrounded by this great cloud of cheering fans, like you're in the Coliseum, you're running the final lap, they're all there cheering you on. People who have come before them, who have run the race and they've finished. People who have come before them, who persevered, who stayed faithful. And these are the people cheering them on, supporting them, empowering them to keep up the good fight, to persevere and to not give up. You know, we often talk about the The Christian church as this worldwide family of believers and we're all mystically connected part of this body of Christ that we talk about and and I believe it's true and I've traveled to other places in the world I've gone to literally the opposite side of the world in Cambodia when I've been there I've been greeted and welcomed by Christians there as if I'm part of their family invited me into their homes fed me loved me like I was their son or their brother the church is not limited by space or distance. We, we have people that are part of our faith on the other side of the world even. We are all connected. But I think one, time, one thing that we lose track of, particularly present-oriented people like me, we lose track of the fact that we are not limited by time either. We are, the church is also connected to this long line of followers of God who have come before us. Scripture teaches us that their faithfulness is actually connected to our faithfulness and our faithfulness is connected to those who will come after us. It's all connected and it all matters. What we're doing now actually will make an influence on the people who come after us and the people who have come before us have played a role in us becoming who we are today. We are connected to a story that stretches thousands of miles across the world and is thousands of years old. as in incredibly powerful and I think those of us like Americans we're very independent very individualistic people we need to be reminded of this all the time it's not just about you and 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 that's it's a challenge but it's also really encouraging to realize it's not just about us we are connected to so many people Hebrews portrays the life of faith it talks about a race but he really is portraying it as a relay race And I've never run a relay race, but you're you're not running alone in a relay race. You're all reliant on each other. You have your leg that you're running, and that's all you need to focus on. You need to focus on passing the baton well to somebody else, but running your part really, really well. So those who have come before us have already run the race. And now they've passed the baton off to us, and we're going to pass it off to other people who come after us. And All Saints Day is a reminder of the relay race that we don't run alone. That many many folks have run before us and we've picked up where they left off and now we run. And I mean you can just look at the story of one local congregation and you can see how that's true. So many saints who have come before us. Leroy Early, an example of someone we read his name who passed away recently, came before us and he did so much to help this church become what it is today. He's passed the baton off to us and now we're going to run and we've been running and we're going to pass it on to others down the road. And when we have this mindset, I think we can have much stronger Christian communities. And it can give us the strength to continue moving when it's really hard to keep moving. Those of us who have, those who have already run the race, our spiritual ancestors, we can call them, they are surrounding us. They are cheering for us. They are praying for us. They are encouraging us and giving us strength to keep going. And one day, all of us, are going to join the great cloud of witnesses, cheering those on who will come after us. You know, last, week, or last year, and you can see these in the hallway if you want to check them out after the service, we made banners for All Saints Day. And they're really, really powerful. Um, they we're hanging here. They're actually easier to see now. So if you can go out into the hallway and check those out after service, um, look at what people put on those banners. But the banners have individual pieces of artwork on them, words and images, and they are a visible reminder that we are not alone, giving tribute to the saints that people see in their lives. If you go into my office, this is just who I am, but I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses just in my office. I've got photos, quotes, paintings, books, all pointing to people, both dead and alive, who keep me grounded and help me persevere, and I need those folks around me. If you look behind my desk, I've got Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, the holy family. I've got Oscar Romero. I've got Dorothy Day. Right straight ahead of me is Mother Teresa looking at me, reminding me to care for the poor. Uh, we've got Dr. King and Reverend Barber and Henry and Desmond Tutu, Ched Myers, my wife. All these students that I've worked with over the years, family and friends. They're all there with me. They're in my great cloud of witnesses, encouraging me and challenging me to keep going. I read this description of All Saints Day last year, and it said, however hard it might seem to follow the way of Jesus in our time and place, this is a day to remember that we may be crazy, but we are not alone. And that's the truth. We may be crazy to do all this and try to keep following the way of Christ in this crazy world, but we are not alone. We've got each other. We cannot follow Jesus and move forward if we do not look back to those who have come before us. Last year, I learned about this concept that um, originated in Ghana, which is a country in West Africa. And this concept I shared last year, I want to share it again because it's so deep and powerful. It's, a, it's a, it represented in the word Sankofa. Has anyone heard of this before? If you were here last year, you've heard of it. Um, but it, it's, it's a, a powerful word, and the word literally means to go back and get it. And its meaning comes from a proverb in Ghana that means it's not taboo to fetch what is at risk of being left behind. So there's nothing wrong to go back and get those things that are at risk of being left behind. Sankofa teaches us that we must reach back in order to move forward. We must build upon the best of our past as we march into the future. Sankofa is a constant reminder that our past is not all shameful and that the future may be profitably built on aspects of our past. We must have a sense of our history and appreciation of those who have paved the way for us to become who we are today. We are not self-made people. We are formed by community. There are two symbols that represent Sankofa. One of the symbols is the image of a bird. And you can see in the image that the bird's two feet are firmly planted forward, but its head is pointed backwards. And the bird represents the wisdom of learning from our past as we move into the future. We move forward by looking back. Scripture teaches us that one person in particular has run this race better than anyone else to have ever walked the earth. And Hebrews talks about it. The person was Jesus of Nazareth. He faced all kinds of suffering and hardship and pain that this world could dish out on him, yet he still remained faithful. He remained focused and he held on until the end. And I see Jesus right there in that, you know, if you think about the crowd of cheering spectators, I see Jesus right there in the middle. He's right in the middle maybe the student section, you know. He, he's cheering louder than everybody else. Maybe he got a shirt off, waving it in the air, because he's so excited that we are doing what he has called us to do. He's so excited that we are running the race, that we are staying committed, and he's like, I'm going to cheer you on until you finish. And he's got all these other saints around him who are cheering us on. And I believe he's probably the loudest one in the bunch. As we run this race of life, I want you to remember that, that many have run before you. And, and many will run after you. And so as you run your leg of the race, keep your eyes on Jesus and all the others that have come before you. And what I want to do this morning is I want to give you all just a few moments to reflect. I think every year we should do this on All Saints Day, to take a moment to think about who are the saints in our lives? Who, are the, who is in the great cloud of witnesses cheering you on as you run this race? Who is cheering for you as you run the race of life? Whose love has nurtured you in your journey of faith? Who keeps you going? And these could be people that have passed on, or these could be people that are still alive today. But imagine you are finishing your race in the Coliseum, and you've got a stadium full of people who are all there for you. Who fills the stadium of your mind? Who is cheering you on? Who is inspiring you? Who is helping you push forward in this challenging life?